Yo, what is cracking everybody? Are we up? Are we up and running? Yo, turn my headphones up. <laughs> Yo, we are up and running. Hold on a second. Sorry about that, man. I had a little smaller audio issue myself. Hello, nerds. Welcome to Geek Beast. This is your daily rundown of geek news from geeks that look like you, geeks that look like me, and geeks that look like my man over here sitting to the left or right, depending on the perspective, the black lion himself, Hannibal from the 18. Then my man Chuck, holla at these cats. Tell them what's, what's cracking. Up? What's up? Nothing much, man. It's, it's Odin's Day, and it feels like an Odin's Day. I went to go take, Odin's Day! I went to go take a nap, and I was down for an hour. I was like, 20 minutes? Dang. You know, I'm good at the power nap thing. And I went to the gym, and uh-huh. I woke up, and I was like, oh, wow, it's an hour and 20 minutes. So I had <laughs> another hour on it. I don't know how that happened. It just happened. Hey man, listen, it's at certain ages, naps are absolutely yeah. necessary. Thank yeah. you for doing that because now I can get you nice and fresh for this yeah. whole day yeah. of geek madness. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> me off my schedule. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect hey. that. Didn't expect it at all. Like literally, I was meditating, had the calm mm-hmm. out in the background. Next thing you know, I'm listening to her. I'm listening to her and I'm usually when I'm out, I wake up like right after it goes off. I woke mm-hmm. up and I was like, what time is it? Why is it dark? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's late. So Yo, that's a trip, man. Yeah, it is. You over there getting your meditation on, getting your Namneo Kim, Namneo yeah. Kim Renge out. I, I'm, I know I'm totally, absolutely. Yeah. I went from man. Our co-host laying on my back. Tell me for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, man, if, if for those that have, that have bopped in, hey, if you are new to the show, we cover the Geek News Beat and we share our opinions with you, which is great because they are opinions from people of color. Yes, we are in this geek space and we love to represent to the fullest. I am your host, Sintel, like I haven't already told you, and we are about to jump into the news, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we got some some a bit of slightly older news that's still fun and important that we need a chance to fully review. So we're gonna jump into that real quick. Okay. So the call of speaking of um old and still trying to be relevant in new call of duty series is reportedly taking a break in 2023 so activision is pushing the game which uh Shirier, i guess who is some somebody on the development team says it's been developed by call of duty uh black ops uh and after last year's annual release call of duty vanguard didn't meet expectations and i'm starting to get that feeling too not a lot of people have been gushing over vanguard as they have some of the other previous call of duty installments the 2022 title which activision has already announced will be a sequel to the 2019's call of duty modern warfare and it will get a steady stream of additional content sure says but there's also a new free-to-play online game that'll be available in 2023 as well as it appears that it will be in addition to the eventual release of Warzone 2. Now, I'm sure people are probably more interested about Warzone 2 than they are about some of the story modes. And I think that's probably where they get a big chunk of their bread and butter using the Warzone format. Um, Hey, uh, do you think this has anything to do with the merger as well? I I think it probably does. I think uh, it gives, first of all, the Call of Duty Studios a break to actually develop. Uh, They have, Mm. what, three studios doing round robin with that game, I think. Okay. Sledgehammer, uh, Treyarch, and Infinity Ward. And then they have, like, Raven and and Vicarious all supporting these efforts. And there's, like, two other studios they have supporting these efforts, like, like, B Vnox and something else uh, so this gives them enough time to breathe and if you're trying to build a battle royale style of game you have to let that game sit 
I mean, you update right. the seasons, but you don't really change the game. And campaigning right. in in Call of Duty is not what it's known for, right? I play the campaign because I don't. I'm not good on multiplayer, so I enjoy mm. the, the the over the top bombastic stories. But this gives them <laughs> enough time to right. actually focus on that and figure out what they want to do with Call of Duty. I mean, they done in advanced warfare. They done been to space. They done been to space <laughs> stations. I mean, you done played. You done played Jean Claude. Van Damme, Rambo, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. and all of them. Somehow, somehow it's ghost. You know what I'm saying? So this gives yeah. the studios a little bit of time to figure yeah. out what they really want to do. And it gives Microsoft time to know what they're going to do with that franchise. Like, mm. I can see them saying, War Zones for all consoles. Mm-hmm. The campaigns and stuff from each individual studio is exclusive. And uh, I can see them. Yeah, doing I can that see weird. that. Where I think one student, all three, all the studios support Warzone, but they may have it mm-hmm. where each year you support Warzone or you're working on the main game, and the main game is exclusive to us, and it plugs into okay. Warzone. So it gives the people that have Microsoft uh, Ultimate Game Pass something mm-hmm. to, to differentiate themselves from, and while mm-hmm. satisfying PlayStation and I guess Nintendo Switch players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you PC know, players PC, as well. PC yeah. players are covered by Microsoft, right? They got you. That's true. They got That's you. That's very true. They got you. So, well, uh, yeah, this in the mobile players, you know, you give the mobile people, you probably give the mobile people what you'll give um, Game Pass people, people that have the Game Pass on mobile. You give them the same mm. exact thing. I can see that. Yeah. There is like a bit of a, like if you talk to like people that are like real big, like Call of Duty, COD fans, Call of Duty mm-hmm. fans, uh, there is like two camps now, which wasn't always the case. Uh, well, actually, it's like three. Um, there's there's the camp that you're in where people like really enjoy the campaign mode mm-hmm. and they'll you know play the campaign and then they kind of like keep it moving there's the others that really enjoy multiplayer that is on the regular disc and they'll play campaign first you know get the sticks right and then play multiplayer and then just crack heads all day long and then there's the new group that just came out a couple of years ago and that's the warzone group mm-hmm. um most of the diehards I personally know are in the first two groups, especially the second one where they play the campaign and then they play multiplayer. I think this might sound like a nightmare case to them because they really enjoy the, not the multiplayer. The multiplayer has a totally different feel, totally different feel than the war zone. But it seems like Microsoft will be keeping his promise saying that Call of Duty will be available on all platforms, yes. but not, not specifically getting into the details of how that looks. So um, I'd be curious to see what they do with it. Yeah, um, I mean, it would definitely pull people over to Microsoft's side. Most of the people I know play Call of Duty play on Microsoft consoles anyway. Like, I know people mm. that have, they're, they're, they're uh, androgynous in their console ownership. And, uh, they, you, know, you know, a little bit. But, but, but they, but they have, they recognize they play Call of Duty on Microsoft platforms for some reason. Mm. And right. they enjoy that over playing on PlayStation, where they will play mm. like Bungie, like Destiny games on PlayStation. You know, uh, and the only game uh, that's really split is Borderlands. Borderlands was one of those uh, games where half my friends played on PlayStation, yeah. half my friends mm-hmm. played on Xbox, and I got tons of friends. So yeah. it's interesting watching them log in and play. Like Apex mm. Legend, Titanfall, that's all yeah. Xbox. Everybody plays on Xbox. Mm. I don't have too many mm. of those friends with Overwatch, they play it on PlayStation. Mm. So there's those camps there. 
It's going to be an interesting breakdown. Well, I'm glad that Activision mm-hmm. is going to get a time. As far as the gaming side of Activision is concerned, I'm glad they're going to get a little bit of time to more so like get it together and use this merger as a, as a time to kind of like take a breather. Because just like EA regarding like their uh, their football content, Madden, and, and to many uh, FIFA as well, you, you're starting to get the same product, like you said, over and over and over yeah. again and not a lot of not a lot of um, time is being spent into making each game very unique into itself and giving the, the, the users more, more of what they want. It's just like, we know you love us and we know you're going to drop another $60 every single year and starting to get a little bit of content fatigue. I guess, I guess that's the way we can kind of that talk about it. Now it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. And also beyond content fatigue, your people mm-hmm. are just, you know, it gives the the company and the studio to think about what they want to do in the future too, right? Right. Because yeah. they they know Warzone's going to be the infinite product, and mm-hmm. they know that they have campaign and they have multiplayer. You make right. that exclusive to Microsoft. Do you really need three studios always working on it? Because mm-hmm. one of those studios probably wants to peel off and do something else. I can't imagine mm-hmm. working on the same being being at Treyarch or 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 Infinity Ward. Mm-hmm. Or even Sledgehammer, and that's all I've worked on. And we've pitched hundreds of ideas to Activision, and they say no because this thing is the cash cow. And yeah. now we got a new, now we got a new daddy, and the new daddy's mm-hmm. like, "Look, we may lose Destiny. I need somebody, one of you all, to step up to crush that 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 one." You know, if 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 Sony, if PlayStation gets Destiny as 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 an exclusive, we need something that can battle that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I see response saying, well, we over here work. We would give you Titan Falls 3, but we're working on the Star Wars thing over here. And y'all got to compete with us. So you and Destiny got to look out for us, too. Because people can't <laughs> forget cool Titanfall came out as an exclusive initially for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And then they opened true. it up to all the consoles. And Apex Legends and everything. And, they, and Apex has a strong following. So it's going to be interesting what happens in gaming space when you have all these shooters third and first person. And they got the 500-pound mm-hmm. grilling room called Fortnite. That's only getting <laughs> better. That's only yeah. getting better. You yeah. know, I yeah, have they, friends they that just, are thoroughly addicted to Fortnite. That's like all they play. They have all the shooters. They're like, I'm playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm waiting for this Borderlands game. I'm waiting for a Gearbox to drop theirs. This Tiny Tina fantasy role playing game, whatever they made here. Yeah, really I saw that. I'm really yeah. curious what this is. <laughs> and if anybody knows anything, the Borderlands games are about guns. Guns are your currency. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes that game fun. Yeah. yeah, you never know what gun you're gonna roll. No, um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's uh, you said something interesting too regarding mm-hmm. uh, Fortnite and how they're always keeping it fresh and so many people are on it, and it's like yeah. the, it is definitely the golden, the golden goose laying the golden eggs. Yeah. Uh, they just they just unleashed a new skin for uh, uh, Judo Master uh, in reference of uh, Peacemaker, which we will be discussing uh, later on this evening on Binsworthy. Mm-hmm. But that's just a uh, that's just another example of just how Fortnite he just stays with whatever it is that's current. Yeah, um, it's on top of it. I mean, it is that grill in the room. <laughs> and, and game, 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 and everybody knows it. I mean, Warzone is the direct. A response to it and it's doing okay it's doing okay but it's not the same as call of duty multiplayer 
that yeah man people people are super diehard on multiplayer i know mm-hmm. i have people that that can't stand warzone they're like it's just too dumbed down and kitty ish per se i mean i i don't think so but i'm not i'm not of that ilk yeah. <laughs> i'm not of the i like the call of duty ilk it's fun to me but you know some people definitely feel yeah. some kind of way about it yeah um some people want semi-realistic shooters. They don't want to go all in because they would get Siege then. Siege is that realistic. And like I tell everybody, when I play Siege or anything that comes out of EA's camp, there's a shooter. It's like, ooh, this feels real. I don't like this. You come around the corner, it's like, boom, you get hit. You're like, who shot me? Who shot me? Yeah, that smacking sound is you know your skull is getting cracked from my head. You're like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm it's good like, it's too real. It's too real. You know, some people uh, like that CSGO feel. I wish Teen Titans 3 would come out. I wish Valve would release Teen Titans 3. Because that's my shit. see. I love that game. That game's so much fun. I still need to jump on that a little bit more. Hey, speaking of jumping on things and keeping things moving, Sony, a CEO has called the Uncharted movie a franchise, suggesting a sequel is coming. I mean, we kind of figured that though yeah. with over 100 million in the box office worldwide in just its first weekend and a 90 percent positive audience score on rotten tomatoes uncharted is a new hit movie franchise for the company uh so the term the use of the term franchise which is generally used to describe a series rather than a standalone film suggests that they're already in plans to make a second movie um you know i've heard a lot of mixed uh, a lot of mixed um emotions regarding uncharted like hardcore purists uh hate it Mm-hmm. And people that are casual fans love it. And unfortunately, for hardcore fans, you know, you're not their market because you're, you're too niche. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the people that are casuals are, are is the market that Sony is trying to get to. Um, and from the looks of it, it seems like they're, they're succeeding. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. Because you know one why? Because I'm not their market. Mm. Uncharted, <laughs> Uncharted series is one of my favorite series, right? In video games mm. total. Right. And it's the right. narrative, and I'm attached, kind of attached to it by working on it. So mm-hmm. for me, it is really about the story that the video game tells. That's 20 hours mm. of a story. Yeah. And there's no way... They they put they had their gameplay storytelling, and so there's mm-hmm. no way that a two two hour movie with Tom Holland and and, and Mark uh, uh, Mark what's his what's Mark's last name Mark Wahlberg uh, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> can suffice to what I've had on a, on a game that's twenty hours that I've played more mm-hmm. than twice. I played Call of Duty one about three times yeah. three and a half times so yeah. i can't imagine the movie be on the same level i can see it as being entertaining so i will right. be able to watch but i don't have to go to the theater to see it you know yeah i think i'm with you on that i'm definitely not gonna go to the theater to see uncharted uh but i am gonna see it once it uh yeah. once it probably gets to streaming services or or is available for um direct download or, or, or whatever yeah um you know uh you know this uh we, we we've seen the new norm um regarding uh, video game titles being being turned into into movie titles and maybe disregarding some of the purists is is this the future of of new movie ips and are you cool with them catering towards a larger audience and kind and well, leaving us the people that ushered the popularity uh you know a little bit wanting we see we see playstation has dipped their toes into movie making with um everything from Uncharted, they have mm-hmm. The Last of Us occurring, so I can imagine mm-hmm. the God of War is in the works potentially mm-hmm. as a film mm-hmm. and television franchise. Yeah, that and could I be huge. They, they did uh, Jackson Daxter, you know. Uh, uh, they get they did what's it Clank? Um, 
Was Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank has an animated movie. So I can yeah. see this doing, seeing what this is what Sony wants to do. It's like mm -hmm. we have PlayStation films now. You know, so we support our video game properties with animation and film adaptations of the games for those that are not playing the games because these are really good properties and franchises that have actually interesting stories but a lot mm -hmm. of people can't play the stories because they're not good at video games so they don't yeah. get to the end yeah. of the story and this kind of truncate the story i wish they just bring the cinematics together then rewind them into a two-hour movie and make that right. that'd be great but but i think the last of us is going to have the look of the last of us but there's mm -hmm. no way they can pack that story into two hours like well, are they that's why show that's Sam going to be a, in the movie like are they going to show Sam it was my understanding it's going to be a series the last of us right the last of us is going to be a, a series, series, or is it a series? i'm not I think sure it's a series okay it's, 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 um Mick, you know obviously correct us in the chat it is a series go ahead and know the errors. yeah it is a series but are they going to be able to get uh that level of talent of storytelling across the whole entire first season? Like, where do you put Henry and Sam? That I think that was the most important story in the whole entire story were those two little My black favorites. boys. Yeah. And what happens to them? Yeah, I doubt they'll even probably, they may have a cameo. <laughs> yeah. I doubt like, they're going to put like, a lot are, of effort Are you going to let that story play out on screen so America mm. can freak out? And particularly mm. black Twitter is going to freak out. <laughs> well, people people were freaking out about the about that IP just in general regarding Last of Us Two mm -hmm. because the story takes a very very different turn from the original, and a lot of people that had put a lot of stock in some of the characters uh, were really upset regarding um, how the attention kind of had kind of shifted. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to say anything regarding spoilers, uh, so it's already got a lot of heat to begin with. I get um, that. So so we'll you know. I think HBO sees it as like, you know, whatever. This makes so much money. We're still a little milk in them in them cow teats of cash yeah. regarding uh, apocalyptic scenarios. So, you know, why not? Speaking of beating an old horse, Capcom announces Street Fighter Six. Yeah. So the next major entry into the iconic fighting game franchise, which is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. I know you feel a little bit old when I said that. So the trailer <laughs> looks interesting, but it doesn't show any actual gameplay, but it suggests that Street Fighter VI will have a more realistic art style than previous games in the series. Um, so it says uh, in the new competition, uh, the ten, there will be 10 fighters. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Sorry, Capcom also announced a new compilation of 10 fighting games for, for yeah. PlayStation 4, Xbox, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Capcom Fighting Collection will be out June, June 24th and includes the following titles. This is pretty big. Yeah, Dark Stark, Dark, Dark Stalkers, mm -hmm. Night Warriors, Vampire Hunter mm -hmm. 2, Vampire Savior 1 and 2, Hyper Street Fighter 2, um, Super Gem, Mini Fighter, Cyberbots, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2. So, uh, you know, you're going to get beat over the head with some old school fighting games and then, you know, maybe slap a whole brand new coat of paint on the uh, Street Fighter series as well. Did you see the trailer? Yeah, I saw it. We had a little bit of discussion about it on Monday, but I saw mm -hmm. it. We didn't talk about the super pack of the 10 collectible fighting games, you know, mm. and that that to me has me quite excited. I suck at fighting games. <laughs> I tried my best to get good at them. I suck at all of them, but I but I enjoyed them. You know, the only yeah. one I was really really good at was Tekken, and 
that's Tekken, you know. Right. And virtual yeah, fighters. A whole I, was different animal. At, I was good at virtual fighters. So to have this come out, Street Fighter games, them Capcom games, mm, yeah. um, they're, they're tough for yeah. me. They're tough for me. I've learned yeah. tricks because I have friends that professionally play and they're like, why do you do that? I was like, because that's what it says mm-hmm. I have to do on the controller. They're like, oh, nah, you just do this in the corner. I was like, oh, <laughs> teach me how to like learn, move over, move over 10 pixels. I can't read 10 pixels on the screen. I don't know how I'm not trying to get that deep. It's, it, I don't want it to turn into math homework. I want it to still right. be a game. And for professional well, players that I know that are really good that I watch, they, mm-hmm. it's, it's math. It's all math to them. I can believe it. I can believe it. And you put the, here's the funny thing is that you say you're not a good, uh, you're not really good in fighting games, but you said the one that you are good in is considered in, in many, in many spaces to be one of the most difficult learning curves and that's Tekken. Um, so you might not be the world's greatest fighter, but you seem to be doing all right. in, in a very, very, <laughs> yeah, but nobody plays game that game after. anymore. People are like, Oh, you play Tekken. Oh, I mean, people. There's still some diehard tournaments out there. Yeah, it's still, they are. They are. Tekken, I mean, Tekken, Tekken don't die, man. Tekken's yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy Tekken, yeah. but it's a very it, niche it, group of hardcore. And the Tekken is hard, though, man. Like that is that's a whole different animal. You ask like, our you, friend, it's hard to casually play that. You ask our friend mm-hmm. Victorious, aka Victor, who who builds fighting <laughs> games. He'll tell you. He'll throw up every time I mention the word Tekken. Like, oh, oh, where are you oh, feeling it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love it. The right hand, left hand, the waiting yeah. of it. I love it. It makes sense to me. That's about hey, as well, mathematic as I want to get. We got we got enough time for about one more before we mm-hmm. bring in um, some of the uh, other uh, co-hosts of Bingeworthy. And this one, I want to end on a bit of a good note, a little, a little bit of a good note. And that is uh, Epic Games is making hundreds of tip testers into full employees with benefits. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty big. Dope. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, they Epic's been ca- caught a little bit of a little bit of heat regarding, um, uh, I guess, some of the culture within um, within the workspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was even an article that we mentioned briefly a couple of weeks ago regarding testers uh, putting together a union in order to get a little bit more rights. Um, and now we're hearing that Epic is. It's like, okay, you know, we'll bend the knee and put you on board and take you all very seriously. That's smart because um, they, they realize they're not temp testing a game anymore. A lot of games mm-hmm. bring in temp testers because they have to get them to test the game towards the end of the, the release cycle. Mm-hmm. Their biggest title doesn't have an end of a release cycle. It's a living product, which is Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So you got these testers, you got them around the world, and you got to keep them testing all the time. That's very true. They, they are workers at this point. They're no longer you know that, testing. That's something I never really thought about, considering mm-hmm. like so many games, the, the shelf life of these games are so long. Like a perfect example is like Grand Theft Auto. Um, you still need to have constant testers uh, yeah. to make sure all of the new content that you're putting out uh, is working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to and, download broken so you games. Have temp testers testing a product mm-hmm. that's alive that's unfair to them you know they should be full-time employees if they're working there nine to five every day mm-hmm. playing something that is broken or something that doesn't work all the way and they're and they're mm-hmm. making your product better 
they're on the mm-hmm. front lines for you. They're your voice. So you might as well permanently employ them. You have them on for 12 months. You got to let them go for three months because they can only work. They can only work. 12 months in an 18 they can only work 15 months in an 18 month cycle but you need them for the last mm. three months because that's a big download that's getting ready yeah. to be made. you might as well make them employees so there's a mm. lot going on in, in the world of hiring testers you know I worked with a lot of testers at DLC so mm-hmm. yeah there's the test teams are interesting. It's no longer where a game cycles three years and you bring the testers on the last six months of that or the last eight months. Or if you're a really good game maker, you bring them on the last 12 months at the minimum. You know, now you have to have them hired and you let them all go after the game launches, you know. You know, two or three months after the game launches, let everybody go. But if your game launches and stays launched and launches every month with something new or every season, you give them employment. It makes well, it big makes shout out. Sense. Mm-hmm. Big shout outs to the little guy. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know your your values being recognized and hey, and enjoy those benefits. You'll get your teeth taken care of. It's one mm-hmm. of those things people forget about. And, and, hey, so that <laughs> go ahead. I said, and it stops them from unionizing. Yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. I thought that, but I want to end it on a good mm-hmm. note. Yeah, it is a good say, note. Go it is a good note. Fixed. I mean, unions <laughs> aren't good or bad. If a company gives the people what they deserve, you don't need a union. I totally believe that. I mean, Japanese companies believe that all the time. You know, Toyota's not union in America because they give they give in to demands of the employees. They negotiate with the employees. That is definitely a very um, a big culture difference. Uh, But we'll 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 talk about that a little bit later because I want to hurry up and get to Detroit. But that is going to conclude the new segment uh, show for uh, for us today. But uh, please, you know. Well, sit tight because we have some uh, really fun, interesting friends that are coming to introduce Geek Beast. Uh, shout out to Digital Click for all the creative you provide. If you're looking around here, y'all, this beauty that you see uh, encasing us is done by Digital Click. They can handle your graphic design and also handle your marketing as well. We use them. We recommend that you use them too. Geek Beast is also now in podcast form. So if you're chilling, sitting in traffic, going for a walk, and you got to throw your earbuds in and you want to hang out with two of your favorite co hosts, uh, yo, just go ahead and grab us off of. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get podcasts. I promise you, we'll, you'll see us there. Make sure you leave a review because, you know, that's kind of like pushes us up in the algorithm. Speaking of algorithm, if you're on YouTube, you'll hit that thumbs up. It is a really big deal. If you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? Do it now. Forward slash Geekish Network. You can catch us there. And you also do forward slash Geekish Network on Facebook as well. Uh, yo, Twitch is still alive. I know it's like Frankenstein rising from the grave, but it is still alive. Game streams are still going on. Charity streams are going on. Cooking streams potentially and other future projects hopefully some dungeons and dragons if you have amazon prime you can link to us and sub to us using prime gaming costs you nothing but it helps us out tremendously uh yo big huge shout out to the black lion himself because he is juggling all kinds of stuff going on right now yo thanks chuck for being a part of the stream and making it happen today is wednesday ladies and gentlemen that is geek beast and so we're gonna go ahead and let some of our uh co-hosts in we're gonna have uh courtney wright hopping in real yeah. quick and we're also gonna have johnny randolph in here as well um yo what's cracking what's, what's up, up family how y'all doing tonight hey man hey, you're chilling you're chilling 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 i'm like literally chilling it's like freezing cold over here in denver that's why i got this it's freezing cold in ohio too like we're supposed to get ice and snow tomorrow yeah it's chilly cold in LA too. What's <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I can't go to my mailbox in my underwear. 
See, they ain't, y'all know this ain't even saved a degree. They were just like, it got I can't quiet. Go to in my boxer shorts. It's like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like 45. Oh my God. It's like, it was like 45. This morning, you poor thing. You poor thing. How do y'all and make it? And it's like, a it's pox like upon your houses. Right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's cold, guys. Y'all don't understand. It's cold out here. It's not bad. It's not our rocks. Y'all make bad decisions. I don't have real coat. I don't have a real coat. Yeah. No, yeah. can't stand nobody like y'all, man. I, I can't stand them. I can't. I really I can't. Got a bubble can't. coat in here. I got a bubble coat. I got hoodies. And you still let me borrow it? Uh, and what you gonna wear? Sure, sure. <laughs> I have one just for you, actually, that you, that I can't wear anymore because I can't stand life. y'all. Why don't y'all come over here and live this single digit life? I can't stand them. See, I can't stand what you talking about? Single digit life. <laughs> Why would you do that? No. Is no, that an IQ no. number or is that the weather? That's on you. Sick. I can't stand you made that choice. I don't even want to talk to him no more. I really don't. For your choices. Your choice. Your response. Whatever. Whatever. You know, in House Lannister, we always pay our debts. weather for it. You know, House Lannister was in the south. They were some of the coolest people. I know I wouldn't even talk to them no more. That's what I'm saying. I would have been hung up. House Lannister was in the south. There's a reason. Because it was I knew I said it. I wasn't cool people. I've been tossed and done talking. <laughs> this conversation would have ended, and it was forty-five this morning. Let me check if the temperature. It's it cold outside. It's cold outside. Hey, the heads I think up. I, I almost saw my breath. I got a question. It's forty-six right now. Forty-six. That's cold. Forty-six is cold. What is cold? Okay. Okay. But it ain't okay. like compared to like twenty-five. That's and not my fault. Look, look, look. Centel's like one degree out of here. It's He's one degree. So, <laughs> He's so salty. Don't be salty, dog. You, no, you're twenty-eight, salty, sir. We're at twenty-eight right now. But it's gonna it's gonna drop tomorrow. I have a question for uh, you and, and Courtney, uh, Randy. Um, so PlayStation making films, turning their games into films. How do you all feel about it? Because you all don't play these games really. Y'all don't play Uncharted. Y'all don't play Last of Us. Uh, what do y'all think about that? I'm gonna let Courtney jump in. She's seen Uncharted. I, I haven't seen it or anything like that. So I'm gonna let her go answer first. Well, here's what I think. Everybody else is doing it, so they may as well do it. Uh, second of all, their video games look like movies anyway. Uh, I, I prefer to watch somebody play than actually play the game because mm-hmm. I want to know what's going to happen in the next thing. Mm-hmm. And as far as Uncharted goes, I really enjoyed it. But I've also heard people who played the game do not enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's um, just a quick... I was going to say, just, 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 just to give you some something to kind of uh, cling to as well. Uh, as far as Rotten Tomato goes, which is never a really reliable source, let me start by saying that first, but it's just interesting to talk about. Uh, the tomato meter regarding people that are experts within the industry, it got a 40%. However, the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes, with well over 2,500 people that, were, that, that have, have contributed to the voting, it is at 90%. So that can kind of let's talk about the shift. Back in the day, video games didn't make good movies or television shows or anything. But I think that trend is trying to change. Like we've seen Mm -hmm. it like Castlevania is awesome. Isn't it based on a video game? On a video game. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Same as the Witcher. Witcher. Dota. uh, Dota. Is is it is Arcane? Yeah, Arcane. Arcane. I think back in the day, like the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, it was just terrible. They didn't know what they It was were cocaine doing. then. It right, cocaine. right. But I think now they're starting to turn that corner. And the properties that we just named, Castlevania, Banger. Dota, Arcane, Banger. 
These Banger. are all been bangers that we've reviewed here on Bingeworthy, and we've all given them like full binge out. So I think there's a trend. If you put the work in, like anything, if you put the work in, I think it can work. Mm-hmm. I do also think the ones, the main ones that we have given A++ have been animated. So they do lend themselves to translate a little bit better, given that the medium that it comes from, the video game is already quasi animated. And they've been really um, well done versions. But I think the key is that you use things that the viewer as well as the player is familiar with. Take scenes from the game, takes things that are normally, I think the Walking Dead did a really good job of, I remember the scene with the governor. When the governor comes in and like when he comes in with his tank and he's rolling through this field and that was strictly from frame for frame pulling out of the comic book and really giving the fans that moment. The same with the death of Glenn. Like, spoiler alert, if y'all haven't watched it, that was season mm-hmm. six. It's all good. Season. I'm not going to get Sorry, to it. It was rough. I'm not going to um, get to it. I mean, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's the key. Like, as Randy mentioned, the games that came out earlier, uh, I think it was just like writers were like, I want to just take the premise and then create my own world. No, sir, that's not what we signed up for. I think that's <laughs> the reason Assassin's Creed failed. Mm-hmm. We didn't sign up for that. We signed up for the game that we're familiar with. I, yes. I don't care about your vision or your thoughts or your plans. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put the work. And I think it's anything like if you go from books to movies, from comic books to movies, I don't think we've gotten anime right. I think some, there's a trend out there now with anime where we're just anime and stuff. And it's like, it doesn't really fit. Right? Everything doesn't need to be an anime. anime. No. Anime has its own specific style that it tells stories through. And everything that you know that you might think might work as an anime because it looks cool, it doesn't always work. Yeah, what do you, mean? you know, I think I co-sign with you on that. But between anime and animation, like American style animation, you can kind of do whatever you want. The world's your oyster. But mm-hmm. anime, as as Chuck has explained to me on numerous occasions, that there's certain tropes that you have to hit right. in order for it to be anime. To and not every action, story and not every story needs those particular the, 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 that that template in order for it to be considered yeah. an, an, an anime. A perfect example is when we reviewed uh, Star Wars Visions. Um, it didn't translate every, every every single time. Some of it did very well, but not all of it because it just that anime style might not necessarily work with American storytelling. I think I think, I think it's super crooks. Like it wasn't an anime originally, and they tried to turn it into one, and it just yeah. didn't work. Right? It just didn't translate. A lot has to do too. The, the energy was. Uh, a lot different. has to do with too that they translate into a different cultural lens. So the super crooks we have written on paper is not the same super crooks as written on paper for Japanese comic book readers. Mm-hmm. So the source material. What do you mean? Side, you mean they got a different version? It naturally is different because English to Japanese is not a one-to-one language. It's an assumption language. So when they say something, we make, we make an assumption of what their definition is. They're working yeah, different things. I was getting three different opinions watching it. It was like the dub was different than they, what they were yeah. speaking than what it was. So it was yeah. like three different things going on yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. Because the subs are based on the, right. the Japanese translation, but the dub is different from So it's different. Yeah, it was all three. It was really confusing trying to watch it because you're reading it, then you're seeing something different than you're reading, and then you're listening. It was, yeah, it was confusing. Like they could say something like, Dosha booty, nay. Dosha booty means it's raining cats and jobs, cats and dogs. That's one word. Chuck that wanted to know he speak Japanese. Wait, mm. you know, 
Hold on. I have a question. Well, in terms of super crooks, super, super crooks is the one that does not follow. You know how Chuck and I always say, like, listen to the Japanese subtitles. It'll it, you'll understand and, and get much more from the voiceover talent to go along to support the anime and super crooks because it's an American anime. It didn't it didn't hold true the same way. Mm -hmm. I, I actually turned on the English uh, voiceover artists and it and it supported it in a better way. And I think that goes to what your, your point is saying that like Japanese not being one to one if it's or or the idea that they're getting Japanese is getting a different version than what we're getting over here. Right. I, my question was, are you saying that they get they don't they just get different uh, dubs, but they get the same picture, like the same they get content. The same picture, yeah. But okay. the words, like the comic book words, are different. The story mm -hmm. may be slightly different because of that, or they, or, or characters can be in a situation that doesn't really translate well in their culture because they would never be there. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, like like you know, infidelity is looked at differently than in Japan than it is here. So those conversations are different, naturally. Like, so wow. it's all about putting in the work, right? Yeah, it's the culture. Putting in the work to make make the mm -hmm. property the best that it can be. Mm -hmm. and I think we've done it good in anima in animation with uh, with video games. The live action version, I don't think, is translated as well. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of putting in the work and and translations, uh, we're going to be uh, reviewing a piece that is translated that is that is being moved from a very obscure character uh, being pushed into the limelight. And, and peacemakers. Um, before we go, you know, I know we like to do our little hot takes, but I, I want I want Johnny to kind of uh, uh, introduce this because this is your wheelhouse, man. I want to like take oh, the no. mic from you just yet. Oh, this this is in our arena where we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight in the other arena. <laughs> it's peacemaker. We're talking peacemaker tonight, and the only thing that I want to say, you you made a very good point. You said it took a very obscure character. And I'm thinking this is the DCU's version to kick off of Iron Man. Hmm. That's interesting. Because That's Iron interesting Man is not a very big character in the MCU. Plus he was one. not the most popular. He's not the most popular character in the MCU when they kicked it off. X-Men were way more popular than he was. Uh, was a even Blade from the 90s were way more popular than he was. The Hulk was more popular than he was. He was kind of a second tier character. Yeah, he, he was kicked off the MCU. He kicked off the MCU. I think Peacemaker is along those lines. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting. interesting. The only problem I see is that the DCU, they never really stopped, you know? <laughs> Like in terms of like Marvel, I'm just saying like Marvel, they didn't have anything. And then they popped off with Iron Man. So Peacemaker. <laughs> He's the second one. rebooting it? He could be He's the second one. Yeah. He's rebooting it. Yeah. I think it's okay. rebooting it. I yeah. think it's rebooting it. Yeah. I think they use him as the tone for the DCU. I, I think that if they brought in, here's, here, Peacemaker is definitely Mar DCU's answer to Marvel. Because it does bring a levity to a DCU show that usually is not there, you know. Well, at least, at least not live action. Is usually live action. Very, live action. very serious. Mm -hmm. 
this is not live action or uh, Hokey and and Legends of Tomorrow. Like those two, I would say, are very um, lighthearted in essence. But in terms of the actual feature films, Suicide Squad is is has really been the the first iteration and only the second one with James Gunn because that first one was. We don't talk even, about that. It just tried too hard. Mm-hmm. It just tried too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chuck, what's your hot take? I don't know. My hot take. Who, me? Uh, Chuck, yeah. My, uh, yeah. Peacemaker needs a movie. I think Peacemaker needs a movie. I think they need to take the take the show character and throw him into a movie. Not he came from a movie. They put him in the show. Now I want to see him go back into a movie. Because he didn't do very good in the movie. That's right. They need to put him back into a movie. No, he well, fell flat. You know, as long as they dance, I don't care what they do. That <laughs> <laughs> dance though. Yeah, we uh, about a, it. Who was it that told me? Who was it? Oh, me. I think it was one of you guys that originally James James Gunn wrote the role of Peacemaker for Dave Bautista. Did you know that? Or maybe it's my brother. He wrote the role of Peacemaker for Dave Bautista because, you know, during the time when James Gunn got fired from Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy and Dave Bautista was like, all right, well, then I quit. You know what I mean? If I'm I'm not going to do it, then I need I'm going with him because he gave me my shot. He opened the door for me. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so James Gunn, when he was creating the character, he created for Dave Bautista, but Dave Bautista was like, I don't necessarily want to play that role because it's so similar to Drax. It's very like in the in the movie, you know, in the movie version. And, and you know, it's just similar. To Drax. He was like, I want to try to branch out. So okay. I thought that was really interesting, you know, and given where Peacemaker went. Yeah. So that's my hot take. Okay. It's more like a hot okay. tidbit. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, oh, my quick one. Um, James Gunn is legendary. He's not enough to save the DCU. Wow. <laughs> oh. okay. He's legendary. Okay. You, you okay. came out guns. He's, he's legendary, though. Okay. But he okay. is legendary. He is legendary. I just heard my heart because I'm a DC yeah. guy. Y'all know I'm a yeah. DC guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think James, here's the thing. I think James Gunn, if they gave him carte blanche, I now, think that's a different conversation. conversation. I mean, okay. he, he need, but he needs yeah. like Feige, Feige, Feige level. Feige. He needs a, yeah, oh, he needs hey, Feige, Feige level. I feel like they should. I think he should be yeah. Andrew Feige. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I mean, Dave he Filoni. Be, Dave, I don't care. Either one, Dave Filoni and <laughs> one of them, one of them, whichever one's in charge. I don't care which or one John it is. Favreau. Make it happen. Yeah. John Favreau. I mean, hey, well, make the thing it happen. Is, is that you have a lot of DC, and I'm totally spitballing based on the Justice League situation. Seems like you have a lot of um, cooks in the in the kitchen. Yeah. Have a lot Get rid of, of all of them. Uh, input. And 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 think their opinions are very, very, very vital and valid. And I think get to the point of where your story is most important. Everybody's got to step back and let let the painter paint. That's a good. That, hey, that's a good place to actually put a pin on that. We're going to step back for like a hot second. You know, give us maybe about five to ten minutes at most, and we are going to pop back in so that you can get our full opinion regarding Peacemaker. So we'll see you in a little bit.